When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, Greg Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Canada EHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And I have plenty of wonderful merch in my store, and the link is in my show notes. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. It's time to look at the second premier of the Northwest Territories, and this one was a trailblazer. Richard Narisu was born in 1953 at a camp near the Peel River in the Northwest Territories. From an early age, Narisu was attracted to advocating for Indigenous rights in Canada. After the 1969 White Paper was released, which advocated for the end of the Indian Act, along with growing oil and gas explorations in the North, Indigenous activism increased across Canada. The National Indian Brotherhood was formed, along with the Native Council of Canada. In 1969, the Indian Brotherhood of the Northwest Territories was formed, and six years later, Narisu became the Vice President of the Indigenous Brotherhood of the Northwest Territories. When its president resigned, Narisu was made Acting President. As he was still only 22, it was felt he did not have the experience to hold the position, and he stepped down after a few months. That same year that Narisu took on the acting president role, he testified at the Mackenzie Valley Pipeline Inquiry, where he advocated for the declaration of Indigenous identity during the inquiry. He said, It is very clear to me that it is an important and special thing to be an Indian. Being an Indian means being able to understand and live with this world in a very special way. It means saying the land is an old friend, and an old friend your father knew, your grandfather knew, indeed your people always have known. We see our land as much, much more than the white man sees it. To the Indian people, our land really is our life. Without our land, we cannot, or we could no longer exist as people. If your people ever take our land, you will be taking our life. Partly due to Narisu, the indigenous people of the north began to stop using the term Indian and instead refer to themselves as Dene. The report resulted in a 10-year moratorium on the building of the pipeline so that all indigenous land claims could be settled prior to construction. Narisu was first elected to the Northwest Territories Legislature in 1979, becoming the youngest MLA in the history of the Northwest Territories at that point. He easily defeated Lawrence Firth, a contractor from Fort McPherson, 224 votes to 123. He became the Minister of Energy and Resources soon after. 
As an MLA in the early 1980s, he played a critical role in the negotiations over the Canadian Constitution, ensuring that the rights of the Indigenous people in the North were not ignored. This resulted in the preservation of Indigenous rights in Section 35 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Stephen Kakfui, who later became Premier of the Northwest Territories, said, Mr. Neri Sioux was instrumental in securing those amendments. Upon his re-election in 1983, he became the Premier of the Territory, but also the first Indigenous person to serve in the role, the first Native-born Premier of the Northwest Territories, and the youngest Premier in Canadian history. Neri Sioux was a strong supporter of the Northwest Territories becoming a province during his time as Premier. When the federal government made French an official language of the territories, Neri Sioux did not raise a protest over it as he hoped that French as a bargaining tool could be used to get more money for the Indigenous people's language programs. In 1985, his time as Premier ended. The end came after an argument over the proposed boundary to divide the Northwest Territories. The 24 members voted in a secret ballot and Neri Sioux lost his post as Premier. During Expo 86, Neri Sioux was a strong supporter of getting the view of the Northwest Territories and the outside world away from the stereotypical ice and snow. His government spent $6 million on a pavilion. When talking to a group of Expo officials and politicians, he said, We're not just a land of ice and snow. Neri Sioux was re-elected in the 1987 territorial election. On August 19, 1989, Neri Sioux was elected as the first Indigenous Speaker of the Assembly, a role he kept until November 13, 1991. In that role, he penned an essay for the Canadian Parliamentary Review opposing changes in the Meech Lake Accord. He wrote, Allow any and every province to prevent the Northwest Territories and Yukon from becoming provinces. The amendment will also give all provinces a role in the theoretical extension of existing provinces into territories. In 1991, Neri was once again re-elected to the legislature, but his time as MLA ended when he lost in the 1995 territorial election against David Kretko. Upon his loss, Neri became president of his local tribal council in 1996, serving until 2000. In that role, he oversaw the management and implementation of various land claim agreements. He was one of the founding directors of the Aboriginal Pipeline Group. The organization represents Indigenous peoples in the Northwest Territories to maximize the economic and other benefits of the Mackenzie Valley Pipeline. In 2003, he was elected as the chief of the Inuvik Native Band, serving until 2008. He was also the chief negotiator on the Access and Benefits Agreement with Imperial Oil Limited as part of the Mackenzie Gas Project. In that role, he advocated for conservation when it came to hunting caribou herds. He said... We have to be disciplined about the way we harvest. We have to realize that has to change. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our look at Richard Narisu. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Inspire, Whitehorse Daily Star, Wikipedia, Northwest Territories News, and the Vancouver Sun. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many you can sink your teeth into. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com, or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those links in the show notes.